built your own funnel. We're gonna show you how. Hello and welcome to Build Your Own Funnel, the podcast where we inbound marketers teach you remodelers how to build your own inbound marketing and sales funnel. On this podcast, we are never shy about diving into the weeds and giving concrete examples of campaigns that we have seen and run that have worked, boosting sales for remodelers like yourself. I'm your co-host, Malachi Price, Builder Funnel's inbound marketing consultant, and today I am joined by Builder Funnel president and co-host, Danielle Russell, and our junior marketing consultant and DJ, Matt Ehrlich. Today, we have a special guest talking to us about how to use AI tools in your business marketing. So let's go around, starting with Tyler, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, what you're talking about, what you're drinking, and then we'll go around the table and then we'll get started. Morning, Malachi. I am Tyler. I am a digital marketing strategist here at Builder Funnel. I have... Ooh, that sucks. And then I've been here for, I think I'm approaching three years. I'm currently drinking this amazing first form energy drink that is definitely not an ad. Um, it's cherry lime, natural flavor. It is amazing. Um, I'm still not sponsored, so. Okay, but you will be Very soon. I, I feel like you're That'd really be amazing for it. That'd be amazing. I keep, I don't know if you keep seeing it, but I keep posting them on my story and keep tagging them. I'm trying to. I'm not really trying, but it would be sweet. We'll get there. We'll get there one day, Tyler. Yeah. Just need like a few hundred thousand more followers. We're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, today I am, so we're, we're recording a whole bunch of this podcast today. So I actually have a cup of Joe. Um, it's decaf. Like Joe in your coffee? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said that. I said Smart that. Smart ass. Joe um, in cup. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's it's decaf, but I don't know. I like when I'm drinking coffee, I still feel like I'm getting the effects of it, even though there's actually no caffeine in it. I'm, yep. I remember you don't drink caffeine or don't consume yeah. caffeine. Nope, no caffeine. No it's alcohol. against his religion. Mm, that's, that's unfortunate to not hear. True, but two hundred milligrams caffeine. Is that a lot? <laughs> Isn't that like four cups of coffee? Yeah, they say your max for a day should be like no more than four hundred. It's even more than I thought. A cup of coffee is like 50, right? No, like 80. 70? Yeah, 70, 80. Okay. Goddamn, Tyler. Know. Okay, you're ready. Hell yeah. I swear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we try not to use like the F word, but pretty much everything else. Okay. We try not to. <laughs> I don't think we ever have. Danny, what are no, you drinking? I am just drinking coffee with a nice little oat milk creamer, and it's actually cookie butter flavored. So Whoa. I'm ready to go. Super pumped. Mm -hmm. Matt, are you drinking anything? Just regular coffee. Oh, okay. You're trying to show me up? What's up? Just coffee. All right, Tyler, let's jump into it. Um, what are you here to tell us about? AI. Everyone's freaking out mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. What's the deal? Are you freaking out? Yeah. The future is here. I'm I'm not freaking out about it, but I'm I'm a little different about like AI and tech in general. Um mm -hmm. like I feel like it's gonna replace a lot of human jobs over the course of probably our lifetimes, but that could be a good thing. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, but 
AI, I'm already seeing it being a very useful tool, but mm -hmm. I don't want to take your spiel. Why don't you talk about it? Tell us what you think. No, I'm here to interview you. <laughs> That's, That's not how this works. So you support oh. homelessness, don't you, uh, Mal? Is that what you just said? <laughs> you want unemployment rates to rise? <laughs> um, Tyler, <laughs> please. Yes. Uh, yeah, so basically what we we're trying to find different tools uh, to use. And basically what we've been using a lot is ChatGPT, mainly because it's free. And not only is it free, it is extremely good for being a free tool. And I think one of the cool stats about it is that it hit 1 million users within five days, which is absolutely insane. And compared to any other platform, say, I think the next closest was like Roblox and they hit 1 million after like 26 days. Wait, and who's like, Roblox? Isn't that like a toy company? It's a game. Oh. Yeah. So like even compared to Netflix, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, whatever you're talking about, like nothing really compares to how many people signed up for ChatGPT and how fast. So just the magnitude of that is just insane. And we only use the free tool. There is a ChatGPT4 out now, which you got to pay, I believe, a monthly subscription of $40, which... I've seen some videos on it. It's absolutely insane. Different blogs that you can create with it and you can tell it to insert links into it and it'll build the linking strategy within it. So you can say, I want to interlink with all these blogs and I want to outlink to or outbound link to these other blogs and it'll include the links within the copy. And I think there's like a limit on it. So say you ask for this blog it'll generate, start generating the blog, but then it'll, it's like capped at maybe like 1500. And then you could just say, continue where you left off and then it'll continue the blog underneath it. So it's absolutely insane, ChatGPT4. But with ChatGPT, which is the free version, there are some limitations to it. It does say when you first log on that it may occasionally generate incorrect information, which is kind of funny because my buddy, yeah, my buddy was asking it some questions. He's a mechanical engineer, he's some engineer, at a car company and he asked about a chip and it gave wrong information and good thing he knew he because he's like i think that's wrong and then it like said chat gpt was like sorry and then it corrected himself so it's interesting that it will give incorrect information so i'm not sure if it's just scouring the web to find different information and then it also says that it may occasionally produce harmful instructions or biased content which you do hear a lot about Bruh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I can see Matt's face. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the biased content that it has put out. Yeah, it does. It, certain individuals or political view, viewpoints, it'll, it's, it's, it's interesting. We're, this isn't a political podcast, but yeah. And then it's also limited to of the world and the events after 2021. So I think after 2021, just the information that it has, it might be a little bit limited there. Okay, this is all maybe maybe a little overwhelming. I think to to a lot of us. For you, I okay. can tell you're excited about it. Let's think. <laughs> let's think about the people Tell's who are listening to this podcast. People who are mm -hmm. working on marketing for their business. Mm -hmm. Like this all sounds like a bunch of jargon. Like, what does this actually okay. mean to them? How could they use this? Yeah, there's several different ways that you can use it. And it basically just helps with efficiency and helps speed your job up with different ideas, content creation, and 
when you do ask it questions, you don't want to be like this, the end all be all answer. You want to take the information that it gives you and then you can use it however you, you wish or however you need. So there, you can say, what's a marketing strategy that I could do for my company. You could take the information that it gives you, but you don't necessarily want to follow it word for word, how it says it. You want to take it like this looks good. That doesn't, this looks good. This is applicable. So you want to kind of take what the information it gives you and then judge it based off that. And basically how I've been using it is a lot of content ideation, copy and not so much strategy, mainly just copy. I, I think that's one area that I really struggle with. So I think it helps me a lot because I'm terrible. At, I could spend hours coming up with like one paragraph. Whereas I go to chat GPT, I ask it, Hey, give me this ad copy for a Facebook ad for a custom home builder. That's targeting people in the Toronto area that want to build a $3 million plus home. It spits out an ad copy instantly. Whereas I would have spent 30 plus minutes trying to come up with that. So that's just one idea that you could do. Okay. I feel like the average person has some legitimate concerns about this. Like, mm -hmm. for example, um, can't you tell that it was written by an AI? And also, mm -hmm. um, I mean, you said yourself that it tends to be inaccurate. So, mm -hmm. like, I imagine it's not just as simple as just, hey, Jet, Chappy. <laughs> chat gpt <laughs> do this for me and then you take it verbatim and use it like i don't imagine that that's mm -hmm. good practice yeah i think when you do get the information back from it you do want to look it over and make sure that it is giving you correct information because what so basically chat gpt is limited to your prompts prompts are the most important thing when you do mm -hmm. use chat gpt you want to give it as detailed information as possible what you can do is give it your your website so it takes basically everything from your website and all the information within your website and it's able to scour your website and say you want to write about say you have sections on your website that have about your owner of the business say tom say it has this information on the website, you're able to give the website and say, give me some, and then you're also able to say in a professional manner or say in a, you like, it's tough for the prompts. You want to say like, depending on how you talk, maybe you're more laid back. Maybe your voice is more laid back. Maybe your voice is more professional. Maybe so you can give it those ty types of prompts as well. So say, I want to, professional ad social ad copy for Facebook um, about custom home building. And then you're able to just give it different prompts like that. Okay. How well does it understand social media? I would say pretty well. I don't know. Bruh. I would assume it's really well. I don't know. Do you, okay. do you think otherwise? No, I, I guess what I'm, you you were just saying you could use it to generate social copy. So I'm wondering if mm -hmm. you said like this is for an in Instagram, or mm -hmm. this is for Facebook. Yeah, e yeah. I think you could do both. I think you could do both. So you could say this is for I I personally do say this is for Facebook, but I think Facebook and Instagram are fairly interchangeable. Then you could also ask for hashtags. So if you I know Facebook you typically don't include hashtags as much, but maybe it's more so for Instagram. You could ask for some hashtags 
and I think it would just, I've never actually done it, but I'm, I'm assuming it would give back information on different hashtags that you could use, say for custom home building in Toronto, et cetera. So mm-hmm. I would say it has knowledge within social platforms and is able to help you. And you can say, this is for Facebook. This is for Instagram. I have personally done it where I say, this is for a Facebook ad. And then you're also able to say some things that you do want to say or want to avoid is one thing that I did do was this is for someone that's, oh, what's the, what's the word? Someone that is like ready to buy, like hot. I don't know. I can't think of it, but hot basic bottom of the phone. Not, not really that it was like as a potential lead or whatever like that. Like this is a potential lead. This is targeted towards the potential lead. And basically what chat GPT did was took that and put it in the copy is like, as a potential lead and then went into it. So, yeah. So sometimes like when you do prompt it, you want to say as a potential, this is a potential lead, but you don't want to actually say this in it. Hmm. Okay. This is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is AI alone cannot replace our jobs, but a human plus AI can do more, better, faster when used yeah. properly. Yeah, that's what you're hearing a lot is AI is only going to replace the people that don't want to adapt it. And basically what it's going to do is come up with new jobs around people that know how to use AI because it makes you more efficient. And that's what I've realized is everything in business is just who can do it faster, who can do it faster. And that's what everything's going towards with like Amazon, next day shipping. Everything's trying to move forward and trying to be as fast as possible. It's like, I can get this builder who can get it done faster, or maybe I can get, I need to get my toilet installed and who can do it within a day. And then basically everything's moving to who can do it the fastest, who can be the most efficient. And that's basically what AI and chat GPT is able to help you with. So you're able to do, and it, like, even when you look back, say 20, 10, 20 years, 30, 40 years, say a job like ours, what we're able to accomplish in a day compared to say 20 years ago, is astronomically so much more more advanced because of how much more efficient we are. We have all these tools. We have the internet. We have like there's so much different stuff. Like people, you maybe used to HubSpot, have to do like, Ahrefs, exactly screaming so frog. Yeah, it's all these tools. It's just making us more efficient, and that's basically what ChatGPT is able to do: is make us more efficient. Okay. Red flag here. I hear you okay. saying everyone wants to be faster. And I think overall that's yeah. right. Yeah. But yeah. as as uh I mean we prefer better faster, right? As opposed to just faster. The reason I bring this up is AI has been around for a while. Um and yeah, has been sure. generating content for a while. Mm-hmm. As as uh, early as I think four or five years ago, I remember looking at websites that I'm just like, this was clearly generated by a robot. How do you tell and that? How do you tell? Um, ooh, good question. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like a person. Um, it it tend it tended to be repetitive, mm-hmm. and also the information is vague and impersonal. Okay. Kill all yeah. humans shows up a couple times in it too, mixed in there. Yep, you know. We're heading that way for the singularity. Um, but anyway, on a lighter note, um, yeah, it was more obvious then. And it could be obvious now, too, I worry. Like, mm-hmm. faster isn't always better. Mm-hmm. So 
how do we use this tool to be better faster as opposed to just faster? You you I've, explained that if you tell chat, chat GPT, hey, write me a social media post for a potential lead, uh, mm -hmm. ch chat GPT is, uh, unless you give it information about your brand, oh. not going to say anything brand specific. It's not going to mm -hmm. sound personable. It, um, it can. It can, but... You have to prompt it properly. Exactly. So talk about that a little bit, because I feel like that's the real crux here. You can't just use AI, tell it what to do, and expect to get good results. You'll get fast results, but how do you get good results too? So I just remembered what the verbiage that I used. So it was for a Google ad landing page, and I said a qualified lead. So it was like, mm -hmm. as a qualified lead, you should do blah, <laughs> blah, blah. So that, that's where it was. Ah, oh, man. I'm terrible with questions and remembering. <laughs> yeah. So prompts. How do you prompts. use prompts? Yeah. So you don't want to be as vague as possible. What you can do, you can start with a question. You can say, give me a, a Facebook post, uh, ad copy. So it'll generate that. And then maybe you want to get more specific with it. It's like, okay, now I want to make it towards someone that's looking to buy a custom home or remodel their kitchen. And then it generates another one. And then it's like, okay, now I want it to be about, maybe you can even put it as, if you give it as much information as possible, it's going to spit out better information. So if you say, mm -hmm. I'm targeting a couple, say between 40 and 50 years old, they have two kids and they're looking to upgrade their kitchen or renovate their kitchen, then it's just going to have more information to play with, to use to spit out a different prompt so the more information that you give it one thing that i did with a client was they had a whole bunch of information that they have as downloadable assets and i basically fed it into chat gpt to use for my questions that i was going to ask it so one thing that i you, you can do i don't know if i said it earlier but you can in include the website url and then when you include the website url it's able to take information from your website so say it'll be able to mm. scour your website, look at the different services that you offer, and then it's able to somewhat try and find the tone of voice that you use within your website. So basically, you're just trying to feed it as much information as possible. And within these prompts, and like how I said, like write a social ad or so Facebook post, you don't have to do it one by one. You can do it all within the first one. You can say, we are a kitchen home remodeling company. This is our website. We are looking for a Facebook ad or a Facebook copy post on about a kitchen remodeling, whatever project. And we're targeting this, this client. So you can do it all within the first one. And then if you don't like it, the way it's written, the way it's say, maybe it spits it out and you're like, I want to make this more professional. You can say, make that more professional, or maybe it's too mm -hmm. long. You can say, make it a little bit shorter. Or if it's not long enough, you can say, make it longer. Okay. Fascinating. Did that help? It did help. I feel like okay. we're mostly talking about creating a copy. Yeah. Are yeah. there other ways that we can do this? Use yeah, there's, there's a lot of other things that I've used it for. And I think that was just one thing that was like on the top of my mind. And it was just easy instead of bouncing back and forth and different stuff. So... I don't know if you want me to just riff through different stuff that I've used, but basically what you can use it for is to 
maybe you come up with a whole content calendar for a month on different social media ideas. Say, this is our company. This Give us 10 different social media idea posts for Facebook posts. And then it's just going to spit out different ideas that you could do for Facebook. Or mm. maybe that that's what I do a lot. Or no, I don't do that. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> what's that? What's that one money ball where he's like, ask him like how many or how many things he did? He's like, I did 47. He's like, I don't know why I lied. I, just, I did 51. So, I remember that. I, don't know I love I that movie so much. <laughs> yeah. So another thing that you can do is blog ideas. You could put your website in there. It's like, can you give us some different blog ideas that we haven't already included? Or what I've done in the past is we have a remodeling company remodeling company in x area we want to target these specific locations what are some different ideas that we could do to target the local demographic of like things to do in the area and it split spit out different ideas like um x best restaurants in location and then it was just like different stuff within that area so you could do it for different ideas like ideas is the great thing that i use it for and then what you could do is like a blog outline. So maybe you have a blog, you say X best restaurants in blank location, you put that title in and then you say, give me a blog outline for this. And then it'll give a whole blog outline of it, headers, and then it'll include like the copy or, or not the copy, but it's like include paragraph here or whatever. And it just gives you a whole outline of that blog. That's incredible. Yeah. So I do still have a lot more. I don't know if you just want me to keep riffing or if you want to go into talking about any specific one. Well, I, I do think it would be good for us to, to think of um, the applications that are most applicable to the people um, listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. I think those are good ones. Um, and I imagine that there are a couple more mm -hmm. that maybe are more fundamental in nature. Like maybe someone who... As a thought experiment, if, if we're thinking of someone who has done little to no marketing so far and they're just getting started, how, how do we think that they should approach using AI from the get-go? I think social. Social is one aspect. It's, mm -hmm. an, it's easy for them to start marketing, and I think that's one of the easiest ways to start marketing. So I think social is applicable to that. I think blog is another one can be very time consuming, but with chat GPT, chat GPT can write you blogs. So mm -hmm. you can use it for that. What you can also use it for is blog titles. You can say, this is the topic. Can I have some different ideas? What I've also included on different prompts is, so I'll get into this after, but I want a attention grabbing headline or title something that's going to be clickable so that's something along the line of what the prompt would be so it's like i want an attention grabbing clickable title and what i have also used it for is email ideas email outlines and scripts and subject lines so that's where i would use the <laughs> that's where i would use like the subject line one it's like i want an attention grabbing email subject line that's going to make someone click through and then it'll spit out a couple different ideas. So I've used that in the past where it spits out some pretty good ideas. And then I've also asked it some different strategies on ideas 
for email segmentation and targeted emails to specific lists. I know this is getting a little bit more in depth as opposed to someone just starting, mm. but you can ask it these strategy type of questions. So maybe you are just starting out. You can ask it these strategy questions, say, I'm a remodeler. I'm just starting out. I haven't done much marketing. What can I do in my area? And then it's going to spit out some different strategy ideas, what they can do and what, what we said at the start, I, I believe, is you don't want to take everything that it says. It's not always going to be right. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to say, this is the end all be all. This is what you have to do. Look through the information that it gives you and then proceed with what you think is going to be the best. What's a good starting point? What's a, what's one that's going to be, going to be able to elevate our marketing online presence, like say online or social media website, however you think it's going to be. So you can ask it strategy type of questions, but you don't, at the same time, you want to take it with a grain of salt and make sure that what you're applying or what you're actually using is actually really good information or knowledgeable strategy. Yeah, I think that's important because I think that the, the thing that I think people should realize about AI using it as a tool is that it doesn't have intuition. That's where you're supposed to come into play. Um, mm -hmm. You can't have it do the work for you because some what it is doing it is it's giving you information based on an aggregate an aggregate of all the information that's on the internet so mm -hmm. it can't think creatively because it's yeah. only giving you ideas based on the ideas that are already out there the content that is already out there um yeah. it can't give you stuff that's specific to your brand unless you give it uh prompts like um you know make it funny make it personable, uh, or make it professional, whatever that may be. Um, so yeah, basically whatever, whatever content or strategy you are using AI to, to help you with, it's going to give you the bulk and it's going to give you a starting point, but it's up to you to be the, the direction, uh, add the creativity, add the intuition because the AI lacks that. And in my opinion, I imagine some people will disagree with, with me. I don't think AI is ever going to truly have that the way that humans do. Yeah, that's one thing that you were talking about earlier when you saw websites and you're like, oh, this definitely was a robot or this definitely was AI. It. Yeah. I think they lack that emotional connection to be able to portray that onto the website or into text. So I think that's one area that AI definitely does lack. All right, so wrapping helpful, it up. Oh, go ahead. We'll have a, a quick helpful tip on a way that I just was able to use. I was testing out Bard, uh, mm -hmm. which is the Google one. So mm -hmm. I know one of my clients wrote her own blog, and it was about spring uh, residential electrical safety tips. And so the blog was already written. It's already in their voice. It's already accurate. So I was able to just put that into Bard and say, summarize this into a checklist. That's mm -hmm. what we then used for the newsletter. And mm -hmm. then uh, like turn this checklist into a two to three sentence Facebook post. So mm -hmm. my client did like all the heavy lifting to make sure everything sounded correct and was the right information that they wanted shared about their brand and linking back to their website. And then from there, it's just turning it into like a more quick, bite-sized, easy to digest version of itself. And that worked really well. So then what would normally take like another one to two hours easily was mm -hmm. one to two minutes. 
if you're already using information <laughs> that the client had written and approved. What do you think so of that's Barb? Uh, it wasn't anything special. It didn't blow me away, but it's very easy to get into right now. So for anyone who's on a wait list or chat GPT, for example, you can get into Bard probably within the day that you join their wait list. So it only just came out option. too. It's it's yeah. probably going to get better as it goes on. She's learning. Do you yes. prefer Bard or chat GPT or do you use both? ChatGPT for sure, for sure. But I do think Bard is a lot easier to get into right now if anyone's just starting. So what I've noticed is when you do try to log in with ChatGPT and get on a wait list, you go to chat.openai.com. And then when you go there, you sign in with your Google account or sign up with your Google account. And usually you'll be able to get in right away. Whereas when you join the wait list, it, I never got an email back from joining the wait list. So I'm still on the wait list for some of my other emails, but when you join through Google and you sign up through Google, you're, I think you're basically able to get in right away. All right, Tyler, wrapping this thing up, what do you think is just one final takeaway that you hope everyone gets from this podcast? Um, I don't want to wrap it up. I, <laughs> I, so there's a, there's a few other things that you could use. <laughs> you could ask ChatGPT what, like say, because you mentioned if you're just starting out and you don't know what to really do, you can ask ChatGPT what, to, so ChatGPT is kind of a Google in a sense. What you can do is ask it different software tools that you can use to help your business or website. And then it'll give out different, different tools that you could use. And I think wrapping it up, I think, I think you got to use it as soon as possible just because like, it's, it's going to help you be so much more efficient and it's going to help you speed up so many different processes and stuff within your business. You're going to find unique areas that you can use it for and everyone might be different on how they use it. It comes back to your prompts. So you want to make sure that you're, you're always up level, up level, up leveling your prompts. And once you get better prompts and you're able to learn it a little bit better, you're just going to get better answers from chat GPT. So it's just continually learning the system and just getting in there, using it for different stuff and finding out different ways that you can use it. And maybe asking different friends, family, whatever competition, how they're using it in their business. And just, I think just capitalizing on it now, because there's going to be a lot of companies that are using it and they're able to going to be able to get ahead and if there's people out there that aren't using it and there's people out there that are using it, I think some people that are using it are going to be able to get ahead a lot easier because they're able to be a lot more efficient. Their time is going to be cut down way more on certain activities. So yeah, I think just start using it. Just accept, accept the fate. <laughs> so it's funny because once, once we, before when we were talking about AI, years ago everyone thought it was going to be replacing blue collar jobs and it turns mm. out it's replacing white collar jobs instead hmm. so it it's interesting how that ended up happening and it's kind of it's kind of ironic because the people that made chat gpt it's kind of replacing their jobs <laughs> it's like i'm making something that's going to be replacing me well in in theory that's how we should be using technology in in general you know <laughs>
back to the creation of I don't know containers, the bowl. We were like, I want to stop having to use my hands to cup water, so we made a bowl for. It. That's a terrible example, but. <laughs> <laughs> The whole point is that the technology is supposed to do the stuff that we don't want to do. So that's mm-hmm. the bottom line here. Mm-hmm. Summing up this podcast, I think I could sum it up in three points. Use AI. Use it as soon as possible so that you don't fall behind, point two. And then point three, um, lead it with your creativity and intuition because that's the thing that you have that the robots do not have. Uh, Danielle, I think you have something to talk about before we sign off for the day. Yeah, if you found any of this interesting, I would encourage you to go to builderfunnel.com slash results. Check out some of our case studies. The ones in particular by Tyler, our design build firm gains $400,000 in projects through organic traffic. And another one by Tyler is Toronto Remodeler increases keyword rankings by 2,800%, leading to six times lead flow. So if you are looking for some results like this, if you want to talk about AI and how you can use it, then smash that contact button, hit us up, and we look forward to hearing from you and working with you soon. And fun fact, all of those results were achieved by Tyler without using AI, because that's before it showed up pretty much. I would never use AI on my job. Me neither, brother. (laughs) Yeah, stay strong. All right. I think that's it for this uh, episode. Matt, can you cue the music? All right. So, I mean, think about it. Are the the robots going to kill us all and take our jobs? Or are they going to help us with our marketing? That's up to you. Think about it and give it a try. Okay.